Hey y'all. Hey y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Mariah. And I'm Ratidzo. And you're listening to Hella Foreign. The podcast. <laughs> Where we share a different perspective. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited today for our episode. Oh, Before yeah. we go, jump right in. How are you doing, sis? I'm doing well. Week went by fast per usual. I think I've um kind of gotten used to that at this point. The year is just gonna fly by. That's pretty much what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing well. Yes. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um this weather has been up and down, but you know, had a great day outside. It was beautiful. Um but yeah, I'm good. But yes. Yay. Let's get the show started. Um, I'm very excited because we have another guest, y'all. Yes, we do. Yes, we have. Yes. (laughs) A beautiful gem who sings, dances, does hair. Um, That is the Miss Amazing Tia Ferreira. I'm like, is there anything you don't do? Yes. There's what? a lot I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even I only said three things, but there's like a whole list. So before before like, we start uh, in our crown discussion, definitely love to hear all your little receipts. Oh my receipts. You know, let the people know who you are, what you do, what you've been involved in. Where are you from, girl? Hey ladies. Hi everyone. Um, my name is Tia Pereira. I am a independent artist singer songwriter um and i'm also the founder of a organization called them winism um, where we help women um, and girls win and i have been a hairstylist for years <laughs> i've been doing hair to um you know supplement my income to uh, be able to take care of myself and the things that i got to take care of it's my daytime job Okay, okay. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We'll get the plugs, your social media plugs um, after. At the end, yeah. Yeah, at the end. But definitely Mm -hmm. want to hear those as well so people know where to find you. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, today we are talking about everything hair. Yeah. So everything of our hair journey, uh, because it's been a long way. But like you shared earlier, Miss Hairstylist, we would love to hear... (laughs) You know, your your journey. So we're going to ask you a couple of questions. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, um, first and foremost, we're going to talk about why we think this topic is important. You know, why do we want people to listen and share what we want to take away? I was going to say, I recently started growing my hair out. Actually, I had my hair cut off. Like, I was like bald pretty much for like mm-hmm. seven, eight years and recently started growing my hair out. And it's always interesting, the transition, um, just hearing people's comments, people, how people look at you differently. And my hair is like in the in-between stage of it's not long enough to do much with it and it's not short enough to just brush. Um, so I, it's been a very interesting journey for me to say the least, but the people's reaction, especially in the black community, I would say it's been the most interesting. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today personally yes yes yeah yes how about for you tia what would you say seems to be your your biggest takeaway or something that you would want people to know about here 
Um, you know what? I think uh, for me, the biggest thing would be that your hair, whatever you've been, you know, gifted to have, whatever texture, whatever length, whatever style, um, you have to learn how to maintain it and do what's best for it um, to have it healthy and to make it look great on you. Mm-hmm. And the the greatest way to do that is for someone to educate you about your particular type and texture of hair so that you don't get, um, I don't know, <laughs> you don't get um, overwhelmed, I would say, or discouraged by trying to do something that wouldn't work for your hair. I know for me, <laughs> yes. like growing up, there are things that, you know, I wanted for my hair to do and my hair was like, nope. So I had to learn (laughs) that right there that don't work for your hair. You got to do this for your hair. So I think it's, you know, it's like a process of learning what styles work, um, what you have time to maintain. Um, (laughs) Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a huge thing. Um, What makes you feel confident, too? You know what I mean? Like we all have that one hairstyle that we try and we're like, ooh. I shouldn't have tried this because yeah. this color, yeah. this style, this whatever, you know, it doesn't work for me. But, you know, you got to be adventurous and try it. Um, and then you find out, you know, as you as you start to love on your hair, I should say, you find out what works for you. So I would I would be a big proponent for that. Finding out what works for your hair type. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you had a lot of key points in there. <laughs> Um, definitely knowing what works best for your hair because not mm-hmm. it's not the same for everyone. Right. Um, and just knowing that any haircut or style is beautiful. Absolutely. And um, yeah, we should embrace that and acknowledge each other for, for how we feel because I, I generally feel like our hair is not only just a re- representation of us, but how we, how we take care of ourselves and the inside as well. So... Yes, we will get more into that. Um, But the next question was going into what does hair look like at home? Not only in your upbringing or like what were your go-to hairstyles or what was your hair experience um, for you? Uh, For me, for sure, ponytails and buns, which I am still a proponent of because I have <laughs> a lot of hair <laughs> and my hair is thick. Um, and it was like kind of the only thing that I knew for sure I could sleep in for an extra 20 minutes if I had a ponytail or a bun. Like uh, it's that. still my go-to. It is still my go-to. Um, I just had to learn what products worked <laughs> to yeah. slick it on down, yeah. to lay it on down, to slick it on down. Um, but I think that as a woman... Um, I have experienced now, you know, like being an adult woman, uh, I think I've grown to love and learn to love my hair and not try to fight it to make it be something that is just not going to be or a a style that's not going to have or, you know what I mean? Like when you're younger, you're kind of like you want a particular style. So you get that style. But if your hair doesn't agree with it, it's like a battle. You know what I mean? Uh, It either hurts. (laughs) It don't last. (laughs) it springs up, you know, whatever the case may be. So I've kind of learned to like embrace what my hair does um, and what it doesn't do. Yeah, okay, I, would, okay. I would definitely agree with that point too. And I think I've learned that more in my adult life and mm-hmm. growing my hair out as an adult is like my hair shrinks back and it's super curly. Even if I like straighten it or blow dry it within like the hour, it is 
crawling all the way back to curly so it's like do I put excessive heat in it to damage it and ruin my curls or do I just keep it curly the way it's supposed to be and even if I comb my hair I kid you not in an hour it will be all disoriented in its own like direction (laughs) and I remember a friend of mine put it so well to me um she was just like because she has longer hair she always has twist outs and she maintains her natural hair uh really well and and I was just like ugh, my hair's too short blah 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 she was like that just means that you're not comfortable with your own hair or you haven't learned like how it's supposed to be like if it's supposed if it doesn't comb like just let it be like it doesn't have to be combed oh that's so true yeah, that's you know. so true. It's so true because we do we do have a battle from the time that we're little. You know what I mean? Of like yeah. maintaining our hair some kind of way because it's like when you're little, your mom doesn't want you to go outside without your hair combed. Right. You know? So depending on tidy. yeah, and depending on you know your hair texture or you know what length it is or whatever, that battle starts for us really early and can be very painful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you know it is definitely about embracing. At a certain point in your life, like embracing um, what styles work for you, what, you know, what um, particular things that you can do with your hair naturally. And then when you do want to change it up, when you do want to do something different, what are those, you know, protective styles or those things that you do to switch it up for, you know, the time being or whatever? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Those points. Yeah. Good. Good. Um. I'm trying to think of what hairstyles. Um. <laughs> Braids are always a go-to for us. Yeah, that is definitely my go-to for sure. <laughs> definitely the hairstyle I'm rocking now. Um, I would say growing up, it was always like a a braided bun mm-hmm. or like the puffs on the side. Mm-hmm. That was me. Um, but yeah, I, m- moms would try um, the perm occasionally when i was younger but that never Mm. went too well (laughs) i think the last time i did a perm um was actually in college freshman year it was like my last run i was like oh yeah maybe i should just do that one good time and yeah left it in maybe a little too extra long it was real straight but i was like you know what that's just (laughs) it's not me and i can't maintain this style this look I'm just a very low-maintenance person. I don't like spending time on my hair um, every every day or whatnot. Um, But then I would watch others around me in their hair journey, and I would just be like, oh, that's going to be me one day. (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah. I like that you said um, your hair journey, because I think that, um, like, me, myself, being a hairstylist, I love educating my clientele on their particular hair and what's the best thing for them to do for their hair because for us for everyone it's kind of different you know what I mean like although hair is hair you use shampoo you use conditioner you know you do certain treatments whatever um there yeah. are certain things that you can do to maintain the health of your own hair so I like that you said your hair journey because maybe it's our relationship to our hair that once we have that great relationship it kind of like falls into place yeah you know um and you just sort of have to just jump into it too like Mm -hmm. i feel like consciously like i built it up in my head like i have to be at a certain level of some sort to to be able to rock a natural look or like you know of course 
um, Jasmine was my great example as a roommate in college of, you know, watching her do her twist outs and whatnot. And I would just be like, oh, I can't wait to get that length. But then I wasn't at a point where I was confident in myself with my natural hair. And when I noticed that and acknowledged that, I was like, oh, shit, that's hella bad. (laughs) Um, I need to get in this journey and know what styles I could do that I feel comfortable and confident in. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it it definitely took some time. (laughs) But um, these last couple of years, I've just embraced it. And I'm like, man, this is a lot. It's not as bad as... I like worked it up to be in my head because mm-hmm. um, I think it was just just a reflection of where I was with myself. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. And so, embrace, comfort. yeah. And the more that you embrace things about yourself, you're going to uh, naturally your hair is going to be one of those things you embrace. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, for me, it's actually interesting growing up. I didn't have any hair, so uh, where I come from in Zim, a lot of schools, um, well, yeah, a lot of schools don't allow boarders, um, kids who board at the school to have hair because of maintenance. There's no like hairstylist on campus um, to help you maintain your hair, especially if you're younger. And you can't really expect your peers to maintain your hair for you at, you know, eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old. So right. most of the times everybody has to shave their head off like a boy um so I had that my head shaved up until I was about 11 when I moved here is when I started growing my hair out because I was no longer going to boarding school um and at the time it was my mom's responsibility basically to make sure my hair was looking good and she would braid it a lot she knows how to French braid and do a lot of braids um but I never really took the time to learn how to cut my to excuse me to take care of my hair because by the time I was like 17 I cut it back off again so I literally only had like six years Mm. of hair length and growth in which time I tried things like you know perming it which um worked sometimes worked sometimes didn't my hair is really thick um and then I tried weaves I did braids I did all sorts of fun cool things um, but I think a lot of it was just mostly protective styles and not really understanding my own hair, how it works yeah. and how it's supposed to be taken care of. Yeah. Um, and then I cut it off. And then that kind of, you know, takes away that responsibility. You don't have to deal with it anymore. And then now I'm growing it out again and I'm having to actually learn. I feel like I'm like 10. Relearning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like learning, you're learning your hair. Yeah. I'm learning my hair now at 26 years old (laughs) (laughs) that's a that's I I love that um I get from you too that you um had to have a confidence in in wearing your hair short you know for girls yeah usually there's this stigma of like long hair um for me I was like almost the opposite I always I've always had long hair um since I was little and I used to get teased about it so I hated it and so really? as soon as I, yes, I hated it. I hated it because in, in elementary school, the boys used to tease me like, oh, long rope hair, long rope hair. And then in high school, um, one of my friends came in class and she was like, yeah, this girl said she's going to cut your hair and scratch your eyes out after school today. So I was like, oh, is that right? So I cut my <laughs> hair off for the simple purpose of not being teased anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, it's, I think that, um, it's so, so it's crazy. such an interesting, yeah, it's such an interesting juxtaposition of like 
how our hair defines us and what it says um, about who we are to society sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that um, to rock a short haircut, you for sure have to be confident. You for sure have to be, you know, yeah, like absolutely, absolutely confident. You know yourself. yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. No, yeah. and I'm glad you brought up those points because that's actually our next question, literally. Um, what are some of the stigmas and stereotypes you have seen or experienced within your hair journey? So I know you mentioned, you know, your hair length, which is like, what? Because yeah. normally it's like long hair, don't care. Ooh. Right, um, right. But it's interesting to hear, like, the total opposite. Oh, yeah. I, I cut my hair. I cut it as soon as I got to high school. Like, my, I think my last, my junior year, I cut it. And I got in trouble. My, my stepdad was really mad. Did you uh, cut your hair? How much did you cut it? Though? I cut it all the way off. Like, short, like, short, short, short. Yeah. Oh, I just wow. went to the. Like, you yeah. took some clippers? No, no, no. I went to a salon and I had them cut it off. Okay. Like, short really short yeah wow <laughs> and i had long hair so it was like you know a big deal to me it wasn't a big deal because it was yeah. like freedom in a sense like i'm doing what i want to do with my hair i don't want to be i don't want anybody to tell me what to do <laughs> i'm rebellious um but i think that there is a connotation of like short hair meaning you're confident you're secure professional um and long hair can sometimes mean you know long hair don't care you know what i mean like there is there are connotations that come with um different styles and different lengths of hair yeah um which is also important why you gotta know yourself (laughs) right (laughs) so that you know like what is it that you want to say with your hair you know what i mean because sometimes we i mean i have plenty of women that have sat in my chair and just been like I want to do this style because I'm getting out of a relationship or I'm just mad at the world or whatever the case may be. And then that's that's usually the times when it's like they hate their style. They hate the style like two weeks later because yeah. it's not really what they meant. It's to not do. them it just a, yeah. at the time. Yeah, I I'm still stuck on this length concept because yeah. I always I just feel like growing up, it was always sort of like a spoken unspoken conversation of you look prettier with long hair or you're you resemble more of a woman it is long hair yes right the connotation is is that long hair is more feminine Mm -hmm. yes but people that have long hair a lot of people that have long hair and i and i can only say this from a hairstylist point of view it's a lot of work yeah you know more product It's more product. It's more going to the salon. It's more time that you have to spend. Your arms. Your arms. (laughs) (laughs) Or your upcharge because it's longer. Yeah. Oh, snap. Okay. True, true. Yeah, people don't know. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's a lot of different factors, you know, that go into both, you know, long, short, and even medium length hair. There's a lot of different, you know, Usually yeah. women that have like bobs or, you know, shorter length hair, it's mm-hmm. a little bit, it's a little easier to maintain. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, it's something easier for them to maintain on their own as opposed to extremely long hair that you have to, you know, you have to do something with it or it's just going to be in a bun. <laughs> See, you, you explaining that just remind me of all those guys who are always like, oh, but you look so much pretty with long hair. And it's like, do you want to buy my hair products? Do you want to maintain it? 
Like, you know, <laughs> I just feel like there's a lot of guys who, like you said, have that well, image of a woman with long yeah. hair. Bringing men, rather. bringing men into the conversation is like a whole nother um, <laughs> conversation Definitely. because they do have preferences. You know what this I mean? Is true. Like depending on you know um, what a man likes, they do yeah. have preferences. And then some men absolutely adore and love um, women that are more stylish and that take risks. You know what I right. mean? So I think it kind of just it kind of just depends on what the person finds attractive. Or, yeah. you know, what their personal preference is. But I, I've come to find that in most cases, when you are confident about your hair, other people are naturally confident about it as well. It's only when we're unsure or right. we're not wearing a style that makes us feel comfortable. So we're kind of like, you know, projecting not sure about that. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're projecting that. And that also makes people respond that way. Good point. Yeah, for Very sure. Good point, yeah. Yeah, it just is. It definitely feels like all the points you guys are making is like it just depends at the end of the day where you are with yourself, and which affects how you react to you know people's comments or or whatnot. But I definitely feel like um, I, I was reading articles before we started this uh, this pod on hair, um, and it's going to be part of my share um, my share circle, but. Um, one of the articles I read, braided, a braided crown by Water for Women, actually posted um, this last uh, Black History Month article on hair, and it it does a well summarization of like a Black woman's hair journey and the history, um, and the honoring of it, and just one of the things that she had highlighted um, was how like now these days you know, there's criticism to young girls at school or people who aren't allowed at school if they're wearing wearing a certain hairstyle or even at now it's affecting in the workplace. And to me, it's just crazy because it's like, if I'm great at what I do, how does my hair imply to someone else I'm incapable of being able to execute whatever you're there for me to do? Um... Hmm. and it just it saddens me and it's just like where did this stereotype come from where hey if you have dreadlocks or if you wear more natural hairstyle like it somehow to other people it's seen as like a your education is lower or your work ethic is lower or you're more of a hippie or hoodlum versus someone who's rocking you know a natural hairstyle yeah so yeah what are you guys thoughts on that oh that's that's I like all of everything that you just said, actually. Because if people people understood that natural hair is not less, you know, maintenance or, you know, less expensive, like people that get dreadlocks or that get braids or that they, they are investing in their hair just as much as someone that goes to get, you know, a haircut or, um, a relaxer or extensions or, you know, protective styles. It's just, um, the connotation, you know what yeah. I mean? And I'm not really sure where that connotation came from um, or why it even exists in certain spaces. All that I can, you know, sum it up to mean is that it's just not knowing, you know what I mean? It's 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 absolutely not educating yourself or knowing about this particular style. Because if you if you know someone that has, like I, one, my, one of my best friends, 
she has dreadlocks and she spends lots of money, you know, on products that she likes for her hair, on color, on, you know, styling and um, getting certain styles done with her dreadlocks. Um, and she works for a Fortune 500 company. Um, I think it's I think it's primarily just educating oneself on because you don't know something about a hairstyle does not determine that it's automatically um, a negative so to speak. Right. Right. I feel I think the same way about... Too, go, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I was going to say, I think a lot of it too affects the black community mm-hmm. more than any other community. Like, we have hairstyles that are painted as, oh, you a thug, you know, which I find very unfair <clears throat> just because I don't hear other, like, races kind of going through that. Like, you put your hair in a bun or, you know what I mean? Like, their hair texture is more glorified than ours is. Um... So that's that's the only thing I wanted to add to that. It's True. Yeah. True. And I feel like it I guess when I was listening to you guys' responses, I'm like, well, where would people get this negative um connotation of hairstyles from? And it's truly what's portrayed in in the media, sadly. You know, yeah. when you look at videos and whatnot, you're seeing a stereotypical black chick with braids and bright colors. In a guy with a with a, a black guy with a head cap, or you know what I mean, and yeah. that's the characters that they've created to represent our community, unfortunately. As opposed to looking at it with how ingenious and how fashionable and how you know on trend it is for a girl to find these colors and put them in it, like I when when I, for yes. me it's it's art, you know what I mean for me. A yeah. lot of what people do with their hair is their expression. Um, it's them expressing themselves, especially in spaces where you really can't do anything besides, you know, your hair. Because yes. you work at, at, you know, you work at a job that you have to have a professional appearance in every other aspect. Sometimes yeah. your hair is that thing, or your nails is that, you know, are the, the things that you use to kind of express yourself. And I feel yeah. like me personally, um, because I, I have the privilege of being an artist I think that a lot of times people misunderstand expression with hair as something other than just that other than just someone being able to express themselves even in the slightest way with either how they dress or how they wear their their hair and whether you like it or not (laughs) um, right you know that is someone's personal choice so yeah definitely um And I guess, you know, we could go in a quick break um, and wrap up the conversation. But I guess some of the things you're bringing of, you know, how it's art and how it reflects who we are and pulling back into that article that I was talking about. It was beautiful how um, how they highlighted, you know, the history behind it. You know, your hair and how it was braided or represented showed, you know, your marital status, your spiritual beliefs. Um, it showed where you're, where you're, where you came from, your tribe, you know, your wealth. It had so many other meanings to it. That's beautiful too. Yeah. And it's just like, it, it's cool now that now with, you know, the new movement of women with, you know, Black Lives Matter and whatnot, it's empowering our people. And you now, you know, it's great to see more people going back to their roots and, and doing more, um, braid styles or natural hairstyles mm-hmm. um and it and it just shows like it's like 
almost seeing people, their spirit flowering, if that makes sense. Yes. Flourishing like a Flourishing. Oh, there you go. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, what's the word? What's the word, y'all? Flourishing. Flourishing, yes. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's beautiful. Um, And it is a piece of art for sure. But yes, we will go on a quick little break and um, we'll definitely touch on some of you know challenges in the hair journey and some of the products and regimens that you currently use so we will be right back this episode is brought to you by season by diana a fashion blog for the girl who can't really afford to buy new clothes all the time but she's able to pull new styles by recycling the clothes she has in her closet to check out more outfits for your fashion inspiration, please visit www.seasonbydiana.com and that's www.seasonbydiana.com. You can also check out more outfits on Instagram and the handle is at seasonbydiana and on Facebook um, and the URL is facebook.com slash seasonbydiana. Hey y'all, we are back. Yes, yes, we're back. We have mm-hmm. Tia on the mic with us as well. Hi. Um, but yes, we are talking about all stuff hair, and we're going to go into the question of what are some challenges or experiences that you've had within your hair journey that you would want to share? Uh, me first? Yes, please. <laughs> You're the guest. You have to go Hair first. guru, please oh, <laughs> let I us know. know. Okay, so I have... So I am allergic to color, which means I have like a really bad reaction if it touches my skin or gets anywhere near me. Um, And I have tried to dye my hair many times, even knowing that. So damn why? (laughs) (laughs) Because you want to, as a woman, like you're just like I want to try something else. I want, you know what I mean? Like there's sometimes where you like I want to try red. Oh, I want to try blonde, you know, and I have done those things. I've had red hair. I've had blonde hair. Okay. Um, I've tried pretty much every style ever. Um, But I would say with the advancements in hair, you know, technology and replacement and all the wonderful things that we could do, ladies, there are different things that you can do to try styles that are not um, forever commitment. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're like me and you're allergic to color, there are, you know, extensions that you can try to add color to your hair. There are, you know, there's so many different things that they have now where they um, have like semi-permanent colors that you can try, which is now what I do. I'm able to like put semi-permanent colors on my hair and they don't turn blonde, but I get a little spice if I want it. Okay. Okay. That's some good alternatives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how about you, Ritizzo? What are some some challenges you might have experienced during your hair journey? Challenges. Um, I think my hair is uneven. It just grows unevenly. It's like much thicker at the top middle part and it goes much longer there, but like my back and my sides grow much slower and um thinner. So it's always hard um to make it look even I kind of have to cut my front a little bit more than I do my back just because I don't want to look odd um, okay and then I'll also say um 
realizing that my my edges are super thin so i can't i can literally only get braids like once a year or else i'm not gonna have any edges like okay okay it like breaks just a little bit but it's enough that it's like you just keep breaking and breaking and breaking and breaking so i realized that i really can't do braids that frequently like once a year maybe twice if that um even if it's like thick ones and the last thing i'll add is um edge treatment or edge tamer does not or edge tamer rather does not work for me <laughs> my hair is okay just way too curly and too thick it just does not get tamed it, i will put it on and then literally in like two minutes it's like back to curly like you didn't put anything on it <laughs> <laughs> which is annoying when you try to snap when you try you know what i mean it's trying to snap you yeah. try to make sure your, your edges and nest is smooth nope doesn't work for me well i have all. some tips some tips for what you said the first thing first thing is it is perfectly normal to have a couple of different textures of hair on your head like there yeah. are people that have like coarser hair on you know the top and then the back is kind of fine it's perfectly normal you just need to know what products you yeah. know, to use to maintain um, your hair. For um, braids and edges, I tell all my clients, moisture to your scalp is imperative, especially yes. if you find that your edges are very delicate. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes we get styles and we forget the maintenance of our own natural hair and scalp while we have those styles. Yeah, It's imperative that no matter what you're doing to your hair, um, even if it's a protective style or braids or, you know, you're just giving your hair a rest, you have to stimulate and take care of your scalp. It's imperative. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's crazy. I haven't done braids in a, in a minute. And this is the first time I, like, consistently actually go to bed with a scarf or a hair cap with braids. Because it's like, I realize, like, duh, you still need to protect me. Don't need to protect right. your edges, duh. Right. And I was like, damn, for years I just kept pillow time. I got braids. I don't need to worry about it. But it's like, nah. <laughs> you still need to put that cap on. That is that is absolutely a nasty habit that we have um, when we have you know a style that doesn't that's very low maintenance. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. actually, hairstylists like we talk about that very often. Is like, oh, we we it's it's like a conundrum because it's like oh you have a style that's low maintenance but that means you're not going to take care of your hair and scalp which means you're going to come back to me and i'm going to have to start all over (laughs) yeah damn yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) okay okay so i want to know what else y'all talk about i mean i can give you all the secrets (laughs) listen listen to help yourself and help you know whoever is helping you maintain your hair if you do go see a professional um the best thing you could do for your own hair and scalp is to take care of it no matter, you know, what you're doing to um, your hair protective style. If you're wearing, you know, a style that requires heat, if you're wearing a style that requires no heat or whatever, the best thing that you could do is use the right products for your hair um, and to take care of your hair and scalp. Yeah. You are right on it, Tia, because that's yeah. literally, again, our next question. <laughs> So we'll just dip right into it. What are hairstyles, products, or regimens that you have tried that have been successful or maybe not as successful for your hair type? Um, so I'm glad that you said hair type because yep. um, it's it's really good if you have a hairdresser or a professional stylist that can tell you about your hair. 
Um, that way you know what products will work and which won't work. So sometimes with hair that is fine and coarse, you need different products than you need for hair that is um, coarse and maybe naturally wavy. Um, I would say one of the products that I recommend for just about everybody is moisturizing products because a lot of what we do to our hair, we just strip it of its natural oils, mm -hmm. um, especially if you're using heat. And so one of the right. you know huge things that we, in a rush in our daily lives, we get busy. It's something that we just you know kind of forget to do. But just like you need the spa day, your hair needs a spa day too. So deep conditioning treatments are huge. Um, protein treatments are also huge if you're wearing um, styles that require heat. You need to put moisture and you need to put strengthening products back into you know the cortex of your hair so that you're not. Um, taking the elasticity out, which causes breakage. Um, okay. I would also say one of my, I have been proponent for hair vitamins for a very, very, very long time. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I have had clients that um, have come to me, you know, after cancer treatments, um, after losing a lot of their hair, and I've been able to help them, you know, grow their hair back. I, I do have like, I've been blessed with a gift for that is to help people grow their hair and to help them maintain um, their hair and, and keep it healthy. Um, hair vitamins are, are hugely imperative in doing that just because, you know, in our daily lives, if you're not taking care of yourself and eating the right things, um, you, you kind of going to lack the vitamins and nutrients that you need for your hair. And so you can't replace that by taking hair vitamins. Let me say that first. You can't just eat McDonald's every day and take hair vitamins and expect healthy hair. <laughs> However, why not? I you know I wish it did work like that. I wish it did. I wish it could work where you know all I did was eat Krispy Kremes and then you know take hair vitamins, but that ain't how it works. Um, you do have to take care of yourself from the inside out, and when you yes. do that, it shows in your hair and skin, of course. Are there any particular products or brands that? Um, you feel like you know for the masses have gone well with your clients um there are like professional grade products you know that i that i like personally um it's a 10 Kerastase. there are you know there are a few different ones for different reasons i still like paul mitchell tea tree um, for deep cleansing um but there are also you know things that you can get in your local beauty supplies that are, you know, pretty decent, fairly. I mean, we we do have access in our regular beauty supplies to things that could help us, you know, take care of our hair. I would say um, something that a lot of hairstylists that we tend to agree on is like the sulfate and paraben-free products, um, especially okay. for our hair because those particular soaps and shampoos strip the natural oils from our hair. So if you can find products that are either natural or sulfate and paraben free you're kind of good in the game um, when you look at a label if it has a whole bunch of stuff that you can't pronounce that's usually not great okay. not that it's not that I'm, I'm advocating against it I'm just telling you like it usually has that's a lot of chemicals in it and and that may not be in your best interest depending on what kind of hair you have hmm so it's literally just just the same way of your diet and how you yeah. eat. Anything you can't read or yeah. processed, not good. Anything yeah. that's natural, organic. I know what that is. Yeah. I know okay. how to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if if I need a if I need a break before I start, it might not be the best product. Um 
I know some things that um, that Tia, you also have shared with me um, with my hair journey is um, in addition to the the whole moisture conversation of um, getting those oils and you know when you mentioned the vitamins, vitamin E, getting that biotin. I know my mom recently shared um, getting liquid biotin because mm-hmm. it's more uh, it's There's more potent. One? And, right. Yes, get that liquid. Your body absorbs the liquid differently than it does the actual vitamin pill pill form. Yeah. Yeah. And she was saying like um, the pills are still like a, it's like a smaller dose than you would get with the liquid. Um, Another thing that you also shared with us last time was the got to be glue. Ah, Um, the styling spiking glue. So that's a hair or a styling glue to for the edges. And a lot of edge products don't work for my hair or it dries my hair out. Um, Mm. So using this, you know, at like it tells you to add water first and then put it on. And then all you all I do is just add a little head scarf for like a couple minutes and bam, they slick and they down. Lay it down. So that's a good product. Um, Another one is the Wild Growth Hair Oil. That little white bottle with the green rind, y'all. So I just started using that and testing that out um, as my hair growth regimen. Um, But yeah, outside of braids, uh, I did for a couple years just wear my hair natural. And that's been a journey of finding wet hair products. Like Eco Gel does not go well with my hair. Um, and it's like, damn, everybody uses it, or that's the you know, first thing people suggest. Out, I just recently found out people don't use it as much anymore. Anymore, okay. Yeah, we just kind of. I think we got on the wagon late. And oh, why. for real? Yeah. <laughs> here's the um, thing about here's the thing about like um, hair products too is that sometimes when you're watching a video of someone's results it works for their hair and sometimes it works for their hair only for that time. Um, I'm sure a lot of hairstylists will tell you that there's some products like you use it over and over and over again. And it's it, for some reason, like your hair doesn't do the same as it did the very first time. So mm-hmm. a lot of times you guys, they're going to be trial and error with the products you use. It's going to be, yeah. you thought this product was going to work. It didn't, you thought this product wasn't going to work. It did like your um, face. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I used to be a Thanks less jam. Oh my God. Like st- I could have bought stock and less jam, jam, less <laughs> jam, my edges, less jam, my ponytail, less jam, this bun. And I used it for years, but for some reason, my hair just does not agree with it anymore. It just will not, it doesn't lay down. It doesn't work. It just doesn't. It's just like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. So okay. yeah. Trial and error. If you can find, um, you know, the travel section, in your um, local beauty supply or um, the store that you're purchasing products at, travel section for the little sample size things are your best friend when oh. you need to get a product that you've never used before. I know um, That's Sephora, hella smart. Ulta, all of those places, they have travel size products. So when you're ready to try something new, try the travel size first. That's like mind blown just now like that <laughs> is like say, yeah i'm gonna have to save a couple of dollars all this time uh, yeah, yeah like yeah. damn almost that is like- almost every almost every you know major retailer that you would buy um whatever you know you're using for your hair almost all of them have a travel section 
mm-hmm. or you know even a small carry travel size you know little you know um what do they call like the little travel size kit or yeah so try that first and then invest in um a whole you know, bottle <laughs> yeah especially if it's on the um professional side of things like the purology products are really good there's there's a there i have to send you a list because there's some really good stuff out there yeah please do i will <laughs> um awesome how about you Ritito? what are some products that we probably haven't mentioned yet that you yeah, can rock um, with i have um made my own oil regimen like my own oil concoction i guess i could call it um and i use jojoba oil castor oil black castor oil a little bit of rosemary oil avocado oil and olive oil it's like i'm missing one it's like seventh one i'm missing um and i get them all organic all the (laughs) natural oils um and rosemary gets a little stinky, so I literally only put like a couple of drops. Oh, tea and tree oil. No, that makes no. my scalp get dead with. Yeah. <laughs> and people used to tell me like, use coconut Just oil. And coconut oil is amazing for my skin on my body, but when I put it on my hair, it makes my scalp really dry. So after probably like a couple of years of just trying out new oils, I just realized mixing them was the best for me. And ever since I've been doing that probably for the last couple of years now, or maybe like a year or so has changed. I haven't had a single drop of dandruff on my hair, on my scalp. Nice. Yeah. But again, I have to mix seven oils just to get, <laughs> to, get the to get that result. Yeah. yeah. Or six, six of them just to get that result. But it makes my hair grow nice and thick. Um, it's especially helpful with braids. When I get braids, I usually oil my hair twice a day, like in the morning and at night. And I always put oil okay. on my edges twice a day, too. Um, but that's what one thing I found that makes a significant difference is my oil regimen and my hair is always, 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 always moisturized because of it. Yeah, I definitely would agree with you. Like finding um, the natural oils that work uh, for you is, is huge. It's huge. Castor oil is really good. Um, yeah. The ones that you mentioned, tea tree, uh, peppermint, rosemary, uh, vitamin E, all those are really good oils. Um, ladies. Another trick that you need to know is that when the uh, seasons change and we go into the winter months, your skin will and scalp will tend to get drier. So that is the perfect time to up your oil regimen or whatever you're using to moisturize your scalp. Another thing is hugely, 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 hugely popular for women experiencing dry scalp is you're not drinking enough water. That yes, one of the very first signs <laughs> that you are dehydrated yes. and not drinking enough water. So if you start to see that, try water too. Yes, yes, <laughs> guilty as charged. Yes. I'd be like, "What's going on?" I'm like, water. "Damn, right. When was right. my last bottle of water, y'all? Can't remember. Water. <laughs> and right. You know what? In all actuality, we we are just now, you know, really, really like pushing. Oh, drink a lot of water. Drink a lot of water. It's good for you. It's good for you. It's really good for your hair. It really, yeah. really, really is. Dope. Okay. I feel like I got all the little trinkets. Um, we need to keep keep these conversations going. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think the last question I have on this is, well, what are some impressionable experiences that you have been able to take away and experience from your hair journey that really like stuck with you or you keep with you to, to this day? 
Um, I would say I really don't care what people think about my hair. That's my impressionable experience. So okay. Clap for that woman. I Clap know. For okay. That woman. Drops mic, walks away. Flips <laughs> hair. It's not right. combed. That's too bad. You can okay. Okay. To keep your thoughts to yourself or not, but I honestly don't care <laughs> what you Love think. Love it. I just kind of do whatever I want, whatever I see fit. And um, I also hate that, like, black people are not taught to have wash and go styles. It's like our hair is not meant to be wash and go. Unless you're, you have like loose a curl, you know what I mean? Or a certain curl texture. And I think that's just not true. Like everybody can have a wash and go style at a certain length, of course. Um, but at my length, especially I'm like seven, eight inches long. If that, no, like five, six inches long. Like I can wash and go my hair. It's not combed like all week. And I think that's completely fine. So yeah, I would say confidence that I've built is my impressionable experience. Yes. Okay, okay. Crown that queen. <laughs> go, sissy, go. <laughs> How about you, Tia? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, bounce off what Tito said and absolutely confidence. Um for me it is learning what I like, um, and being comfortable and confident to rock what I like. And that has, you know, for me, like it's it's tr- taught me how to like main, maintain my hair and how to make sure that my hair is healthy and invest in making sure that my hair is healthy like I really do I really have learned how important it is to take the time to take care of my hair it's you know I used to be in younger days I didn't really care about that I was kind of like I want this style or I want to do this and I really didn't I wasn't never thinking about the health of my hair um mm. as I've gotten older I've started to understand like it is another component to my health as you know, an overall person is making sure that I'm, you know, taking care of it. Um, because obviously it's, it's mine and I like it. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm going to invest in what it takes. And that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, a whole bunch of money or anything. It just means being aware of it, of it being something that I can take care of or that I need to take care of. And also, um, complimenting other women on their hairstyle choices, I think is huge for me too. Yes. And you just see them light up too, because mm-hmm. it's like you see me. Oh yes. my goodness! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. girl. You see me. <laughs> yes. Um, beautiful. Yeah, I feel like I was trying to think of something else, but I feel like you guys sort of hit it on the nail. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess uh, I think something impressionable that I I enjoy each time. Anytime I do have a hairstyle change, especially with the braids, when you take all them braids down and take that shower and wash that scalp and scratch and massage that scalp, it's like it's like um, I'm in my true skin and it feels so beautiful and amazing. Um, and I feel like especially when um i've been rocking all natural hairstyles just being able to spend the time twisting the hair and putting the product in the hair and it it takes me back as a kid you know obviously it was painful and like annoying like oh my gosh why are we doing this but now looking back it's like i cherish those moments when i was between my mom's legs and you know waiting for the 
for the the braids and it's too tight you know she be like come on yes. let's go yeah. but you know it's all part of our our upbringing and our culture and um i love it i love every aspect of it same same here yes but i think that concludes our conversation Yay. about our beautiful crowns any mm. last uh thoughts Rock your crown how you want to, ladies. Hey, hey, okay. And proud. And proud, that's right. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, all about that confidence. I feel like that's a, a common commonality throughout the questions that we brought up of really, once you have that confidence, you know, you will glow. Your skin, hair, and spirit will glow, y'all. Um, but yes. Thank you so much, Tia, for joining us today and being part of this conversation. Thank you for having me. Yes. Wow, thanks for coming on, Tia. And Thank you. Please tell us uh, where our foreigners can fo- follow you. Uh, on Instagram, I am at Tia Ferreira. It's T-I-A-F, as in Frank, E-R-R-E-R-A. Mostly share my music stuff, but like... Lots of other stuff that I do with the community and women and all the stuff that I find interesting. Sometimes there's hair stuff on there, too. Um, and feminism is F-E-M-W-I-N-I-S-M, community organization to support women and girls. So if you know a woman that you think is amazing, please follow us there and shout her out, too. Awesome. Cool. Thank Thanks you. for sharing. Yes, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Now we will quickly jump into our share circle. Everything that I've been pulling through this conversation, as I said earlier, is from an article from Water for Women, it, which is a nonprofit um, for women and young girls and those who support women um, and nourishing their journey through transition and creating um, events and workshops towards building their body, mind, and spirit. Um, In this blog post, it's called A Braided Crown, and it goes over the history, hardship, and honor of black hair. Um, It was written by Kendra Jackson, and it's a really nice quick read where it just jumps into each category of how amazing our hair is, y'all. So definitely take a look at that. Um, but yeah, that is my share for this week. Ritizzo? Yeah, so, um, I work in recruit in the recruiting industry, and every month, like the third or fourth day of the month, they release the unemployment rate. So, right now, if you live in the U.S., you're probably aware of this unemployment rate is at a whopping 3.8%, which is the lowest it's been since the 70s, even maybe hey. longer than that. Uh, which is good, um, means that a lot of people are employed and there are a lot of companies who are hiring, um, but there's not enough people looking for jobs. So if you are looking for jobs, I highly encourage you to hit the ground running and push a lot harder. There are a lot of companies out there who are hiring someone with your skill set. You just have to find the right companies and the right opportunities. Um, and you should be able to find something a really good job within a reasonable amount of time. If you are an employer looking for people um, to join your company, just make sure that your hiring process is nice and tightened up. I think that a lot of people, when you take too long to go through the process, you start to lose 
you know, some really good talent because they have a lot of options in front of them. Um, but yes, unemployment rate is at a whopping 3.8%. It's been going down for the last six months, actually. It was like at 4.3 and now it's 3.8. So yay for everyone having a job. Almost everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pretty much. But awesome. <laughs> Tia, did you have a quick share? Uh, just anybody out there that's following their dreams. Um, if you're enduring any obstacles at the moment right now, keep pushing. You'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Loving them little trinkets. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, y'all, for listening. That was Tia Ferreira. And yes, you're listening to Hello Foreign. Thanks, y'all. See you next week. <laughs>